I really think that ukulele has been kind of the miracle instrument because there's just something been very magical with all of the kids. Welcome to the CAMCast. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCast host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Welcome back to the CAM Project. That's the CAM Kid Action Makers Project. This is Samara Hurley, your host for the podcast, and I thank you all for joining us here today. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Barbara, and Barbara is one of my first friends in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we moved back in January 2020. She's very special and dear to me because our boys became friends, and her son was the first friend of my son. Sometimes we just have to celebrate the little things, the small celebrations. And when it comes to kids on the autism spectrum, finding a friend is indeed something to celebrate. So I'm super excited to have Barbara here. She actually was here because Chris is being picked up from a sleepover. And my daughter needed her ukulele lessons, which Barbara is her instructor. So we decided to do it in person instead of virtual like we usually do. They are part of our pod. We do see them during COVID. And thank God, because I don't know what I would do without this family. Without further ado, thank you. Thank you, Barbara, for coming. Welcome to the CAM Project Podcast. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Barbara, normally we do these where guest is at their home using their microphone, which she has a full array of microphone and music and sound equipment because she is, in fact, a musician and a music teacher. But because she was here, I thought it might be better for us to do it together in person. We are going to try not to cry, but there is a big box of Kleenex sitting between the two of us. So we're just going to roll with it. Barbara, welcome to the show. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about how it was so meant to be on how we met. Yeah, you know, it's serendipity. We pulled up to school. Of course, it's COVID. Come get your stuff for biology class because you're going to need it. We pulled up to the school. Another friend of Chris's pulled up. Of course, as the moms, we social distance and stood and we're talking out in the parking lot as well as the two boys. And then Samara pulled up and I hadn't met her or her son or any of the family yet. So she got out of the car and introduced herself. And we all started talking and come to find out they had just gotten here from Canada, didn't really know anybody except her parents. Our school, we have a really amazing community of parents and we're all, it's not just the kids that support one another, but the parents we are. um, If you have children with any sort of special need, then you understand how hard it is for other people to understand what it is that you are dealing with, what you're going through. And we all need that support. Samir had been here for a whopping six weeks and the school shut down. (laughs) And so she's like, I don't know anybody. And my girlfriend are like, yeah. So we're like, oh my gosh, welcome. And here's my phone number and here's my email. And what can we do to help you out? And so Samir asked both my friend and I, what do we do? And we asked her what she did. I am a musician. I've been teaching music for a long time. I've performed quite a bit over the years as well. And so she said, yeah, I might be able to sign up my kids with you for piano lessons. That's what we did. We start off with piano lessons. And then from there, virtually. yes, virtually. Yeah, guys. Yes, I forgot to include that. But yeah, of course, with COVID and 
And that's been, wow, that's been a whole new ballgame for me because I'm even now still, I'm really technically challenged. I'm still watching a lot of videos on YouTube, how to blah, blah, blah. And then I go to YouTube and then I bring my husband in and I say, okay, make this happen because <laughs> that's not really my expertise. It's been a really terrific learning curve for me too, because what I found out is even doing things virtually, while it's not exactly the same, there's certainly a viable way of making it happen and making it work. I was very fortunate. Um, I always feel privileged and honored when parents trust their kids to me to be able to teach them and work with them musically. And I believe in having fun. I'm big on getting to know children. And this is really even harder virtually. Some kids are very, very shy. So I always like to open up with, hey, how are you? Anything special happened this week? I've also learned the ones that are chatty that after 15 minutes, we got to get to the lesson. But I really adore children. I really enjoy working actually with any age group, but I really especially like to get to know people and then go from there teaching them. Anyway, I'm really super glad that we had the opportunity to meet and we've been, I'd say we'd love to get together more often, but even with COVID, life is busy and so on. So we get together when we can, but it's really been a big blessing to both of our families. Yes, it has been. And I am so glad I met you too. You were like my angel friend. I swear I had a guardian angel coming down. I didn't know any families from the school. I didn't know what I was doing. We hadn't even told Gavin he had autism. And he just knew he had ADD and ADHD. Actually, no, he didn't even know about that. He knew he had ADD and focus issues because he's been on medication for that his whole life. He knows he has anxiety disorder because he had vertigo for two years in Canada almost every day where the whole world was spinning. Uh, And so he was on medication for that. But he did not know about the fact that he was diagnosed with autism at 13 months old. We did not even tell him until, what was it, a month ago? It was a month ago. That's a whole nother story for another podcast. I will definitely tell that story for you all in the future. But I want to hear more from Barbara. So how has it been for Chris? Because I did have an interview I asked him what it was like during COVID for him. And I think his answer was boring. So there you have it, that a man of many words. What was it for you? Because not only did you have your son with learning differences and and anxiety at home for school, and your husband's still working during COVID. He's essential. So we'll get into that as well. He's a very cool job. You are also teaching music to everyone else's kids and their young kids. How was that for you? Yeah, well, making that switch is, like I said, I mean, that big challenge. And then to have my son at home and anybody that knows that an ADHer or ADDer, they are distracted by lots of things. So it's really hard to help them to stay on and focus. And this is a whole new way of learning and being in front of a screen all day long. And even normal people, my goodness, let's face it, anywhere from four to eight hours and longer in front of a screen, that's it's all making us nuts. Can't spend that much time in front of a screen. And we are meant to, even the most shy people are meant to be at least somewhat social. Chris will tell you that he is, you know, shy by nature. But ultimately, if you watch him in his, I call him his posse, his friends, his posse of friends, he's anything but. He is very outgoing. He's the life of the party. He likes to be sometimes the center of attention and so on. So that's been sort of devastating. I mean, it's one thing to talk to friends online and they do a lot of things through Discord and so on. But even then, it's just not the same as being together. And then, of course, missing away from family, other, you know, people that live nearby. It's and family, you know, we all love each other, but being that close together all the time, it's taxing for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a whole different dynamic. But I mean, we all did what we had to do immediately when this COVID came down and everything started to shut down. 
Yeah. He was really, you know, worried about it. And then my whole private business went tanked because they had to close the store. So I had to, you know, kind of pivot and learn how to do what I do in a different way. And then my, unfortunately, my husband also, his job wasn't axed or anything, but there was a significant financial drop in his pay for a while because they just weren't sure where everything was going to go. It hit hard all the way around. And all I can say is that a lot of people were just putting our foot in front of one at a time and getting through it and finding ways to make it work. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Want to be a guest on CamCast or have your young entrepreneurs featured on CamCast Kids? Apply now at thecamproject.org. Hit the follow button for the CamCast Kids podcast and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. We are now back with today's special guest, Barbara Walker. During COVID, some people were fully unemployed, and I know that your work was impacted, but then you were able to land a job during quarantine. We were in full-fledged quarantine when Barbara got this job. Can you share a little bit about the job and what you do and who you're working with and how that was a little crazy too, because you're dealing with other people's kids during COVID? Well, I just, for fun one night, because I was, again, still looking on ways to continue to build income. I've taught in public school and I've taught in private school. And I've done, even before my son was born, I had taught for 15 years. And then when we had Chris, and especially when we discovered that he had autism and ADHD and my husband traveled a lot for his job, that was my goal or my purpose in life was to make sure that my son was going to be okay. So I backed away from a lot of those things. He's doing much better now. He's growing up. Um, And so we felt like maybe this would be a worthwhile opportunity to check it out. Just a little blurb literally on a site that said music position, Scottsdale. And that's all it said. There was no description of any kind. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I have to find out more about that. I called the number The assistant head of school called me back and she's not the best, but she sounds like a cheerleader. She gets on the phone and she says, oh my God, you sound like you're perfect. We just have to interview you. And I thought, okay, what am I going into? I went in for the interview and it's a K through eight program up in North Scottsdale and it's during COVID. And we have been able to be, believe it or not, live and in person since August 24th. We've all made it work. We're all wearing masks. We have very small classes. It's a very, very small school. And so I've, you know, learned and figured out how I can do that effectively. One of the things that the kids miss tremendously is band and singing and things like that, which you can't do with COVID. I decided to give uh, bucket drumming a try with some of the kids. And for some of them, that was great. And after six weeks for the eighth graders, I was so done with them. (laughs) So I asked if we could switch to ukulele, which I knew nothing about, but I was game and wanted to give it a try. I've been teaching that now since mid-October and they love it and I love it. I'm teaching violin. That's also another instrument that I didn't play. My degree is in flute and saxophone. I've played piano since I was very small. I sing, play a lot of other different instruments, but I'm not really a string person, but I've turned myself into being one to make it work. So, and it's been a lot of fun. The kids are, believe it or not, I've really built some great relationships with the kids. And I wasn't sure that I would be able to, you know, you're teaching kids and they're sitting in front of you and they've got a mask on all day. How do you get to know anybody when you can't hardly see their face or they can't hardly hear you speak? But it's through what we've done. And I, I really think that ukulele has been kind of the miracle instrument because there's just something been very magical with all of the kids that are playing that. And even if it's not their favorite thing, they at least love to come in and play for a little while. 
So who is it um, that inspired you to switch to ukulele? Uh, well, that would be Ava <laughs> and her mom, Samara. No, they said just pink, pink, pink ukulele. Yeah, it was so cute. And I thought, wow. And I really sort of like, I don't know if you've ever done this where you've bought a car. All of a sudden, you notice that there are a million of them on the road and you'd never thought to buy this kind of car before and you're loving it. And ukulele to me was a cute instrument, but I had no idea the impact it had. I had no idea the popularity it has. And I had no idea how many different genres of music it lends itself to and plays really well with. That's been really eye-opening for me. I, and my family is so sick of me with the ukulele. I'm sitting at the TV playing and they're like, can't you just put that down for a little bit? I'm, no, I'm really having fun. So I'll just play really softly. Which is ironic because Chris comes to our house and brings his speaker, his amp and his electric guitar and starts plugging it in and playing in our house. That's how comfortable Chris has gotten at our house in such a, a quick time. It's just kind of amazing. And I really am very sarcastic with him. And one of the things with autism is that it's very black and white. They just don't get sarcasm in the gray. And Gavin, when he, he's very sarcastic, like dry humor, I swear he's going to be a, we call, instead of a stand-up comedian, we say he's going to be a sit-down comedian because he's so lazy. But he's got the most amazing dry sense of humor and he's funny. Except when he tells the joke, he also explains the joke right after he tells it, even if the people are laughing because they got it. Well, Barbara, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here in my home and at the Cam Project podcast. And, and it's interesting because the time I met Barbara in the parking lot at New Way Academy during COVID quarantine. I didn't realize I was finding our future piano teacher, future ukulele instructor, my best friend, and my son's best friend. I mean, it's kind of priceless, uh, just everything that happens, which just goes to show that everything happens for a reason. And we do have to trust in the universe. We do have to trust that we are going to figure this all out. And we need to find what our passion is. And when I was thinking about what I was going to do, because as 24 years of being an event producer and my company is over 12 years old and we weren't doing events, live events weren't happening, nothing was happening. What can I do to help people? I felt helpless because I was watching the businesses fall apart and the nonprofits not making any money and everybody's struggling and hungry. And I didn't know what I could do. And so Actionista Live was created in my mind. For me, it's all about taking action. It's about taking action for our kids, helping small businesses, helping nonprofits, helping other people's kids, and creating the village, the family, the camaraderie, the community that I have always been known to do. And so I'm so blessed to have the Walker family in our lives, uh, the whole family, all three of them. And I just want to give you another huge thank you for, for doing this with me. You're one of my first podcast guests for the CAM project and you made me feel so comfortable and I hope I made you feel comfortable. Please tell our audience how can we get how can they get in touch with you because we were the we were pretty much the beta family for virtual piano instructions because we had come from Canada. My kids, we had gotten our piano, came from Canada in our apartment. It was one of the few things that we unpacked from the pods. The rest went back into storage until we bought a house in July. So I knew that my kids needed an outlet. I knew that they needed to do something else for an hour that wasn't their video games. And for Ava, that wasn't baking. Oh my God, I totally forgot. Ava made you the coolest cake for your birthday. Birthday cake ever. Oh, we are going to have to get into that. We're just going to have to talk about that right now. See, that's the thing. Like you think you're done with a podcast. You think you're closing it out. And then we realize that 
Ava made the most spectacular cake I think that she has made so far for your birthday. Can you please just tell everyone about that? And then I'm going to tell you how to get in contact with Barbara for virtual lessons from anywhere in the world. But you're just going to have to wait because you're going to have to hear about this. I mean, I can't even believe it. So I just thought I would throw it out there. I I wanted to give them some business too. And so I said, you know, it'd be really neat. I haven't had a very fancy cake and I don't know how long. And my mom was always special for that. She would always make the most amazing cakes when we were girls. And we really loved that. And that's in our memory. And I thought maybe I could have one of those again, instead of just going to Fry's or Costco or whatever. So I asked if they would, you know, come up with some sort of cake that maybe there was some music notes or, you know, a few of those things on there. I had not knowing the difficulty level. I said, please, please don't kill yourselves doing this. But they did kill themselves doing it. But it was the most beautiful, the most amazing cake. The most, I mean, even just looking at it, but tasting all of it was just, I could have lived on that cake for two weeks solely on that and champagne. It would have been amazing. So... It was just, it was so beautiful. I love the fact that Ava learned how to play happy birthday. On the oh, played learn happy birthday on the piano to play along with that. And then the cake spun around and did that too. And I was just, I was completely blown away. Absolutely amazing. So you have to check out this cake at Ava's website, whiskitwithflava.com. We'll have it in the show notes. And the cakes that she requested, Barbara requested this, the icing, which was the meringue. It was the... Um, yeah, and I didn't know it was going to be a difficult It's thing. the hardest. <laughs> it's the hardest recipe to make. It's really complicated as far as frostings uh, are concerned. And so it was a meringue, a vanilla meringue icing. And I don't do any of the baking. Ava does all of it. And she's like, okay. I got this. I'm like, I'm stressed out thinking about Ava trying to make this icing because we did it once and it was a disaster. We threw the whole thing away. It was so bad. So we were a little nervous. We also did sugar paper for the first time. We'd never even done that. And the baking store was an essential. So ABC Cakes was an essential selling baking supplies, thank God, because I went there all the time. We didn't go inside, but we ordered online and I would go and pick it up, which was my outing for the week. And I said to them... I need happy birthday to go on here. What can we do? I just need music notes. But then I saw sugar paper. It's so complicated and we have to cut out the notes. They're all going to break and fall apart. And they showed me that they had the song happy birthday with the notes, the actual scales in where we could have it printed on sugar paper. So I had went ahead and ordered that, except the funny part is I didn't know that it said happy birthday because I don't read music anymore. I did years ago. I don't anymore. I didn't even realize that the music notes on there was happy birthday until it got to the point to put that on there. But I'm going to go back first to panicking because Ava wants to do icing. She wanted to do icing flowers and all this stuff for this cake to make because your mom used to make you a cake. Wait, that's what it was. Your mom used to make a cake with the flowers. Yeah. And so she would make all these beautiful, you know, different colored roses and so on. And it was on top of the cake, the side of the cake. They were so ornate, just, you know, beautiful. So I was just thinking back to my childhood and uh, they did that and more. So it was amazing. I'm thinking I haven't done piping of icing and flowers since I was, Gavin was three years old. We were living in Houston and I went to Hobby Lobby for Wilton cake decorating classes and did some beginner classes. And so that was the last time I did anything like that. But we own all the Wilton products because of course I'm taking on a craft. So I'm going to Michael's and Hobby Lobby and Amazon and buying every single thing known demand for that. And then it just sits there, you know, like the whole scrapbooking phase. We ended up bringing in 
an expert because it was so stressful. And Ava and I were living in an apartment. Michael's working on his office is part of the kitchen. And Ava and I are trying to bake around his Zoom schedule, which starts at 6 a.m. and goes all the way through the night. Gavin and Ava are in virtuals. Was this in the summer? This was, it was in May. 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 Oh, it was, that's right. So we started the cake the last week of school for virtual school, I think it was. It was hot as hell. Oh, yeah, it was 100. Apartment. (laughs) Trying to do all this stuff. And I mean, literally, it had to have been 110 just in her kitchen to put this together. So no wonder the frosting didn't work the first time. It's, it's Arizona. We live in hell. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. And so I call in and I went to a cupcake owner here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I said, do you have anybody who can help me with something? I contacted Heather Walker, which is ironic because her last name is the same as Barbara's. And I contacted Heather and I said, Heather, listen, I could really use your help with this. Don't know how to do this piping of roses. And Ava wants it to be perfect because she's a type A, just like her mother. And I did not want to butcher this cake for her because Ava's the best baker. Like she made this, it was an espresso chocolate chocolate cake. And it was such a hard cake recipe. And Ava just nails it when she's baking anything that she bakes. She nails it. There's no way I was touching anything to help her with decorations. I say, Heather, listen, you mask up, Ava mask up. We keep the doors open, the patio door. It's 110 degrees. I'm sorry, but can you please come and help us with this cake? We'll even bring it outside. But it was so hot outside. We couldn't even do that. We had to do it in the apartment. So she comes over and she teaches Ava how to do it. And we have a bunch of videos of that. And I haven't posted videos in well, about a year (laughs) almost. So we're going to get those up so you can see the how-to videos with Heather and Ava. I tell Barbara, come on in and um, take a look at this cake uh, and you're going to need some, bring some reinforcements. But she came, she saw the cake, but when she opened the door, I wouldn't even let her come in. We kept her eyes closed. I said, hold on. Ava gets to the piano and she starts playing happy birthday as Barbara's walking into the apartment and I'm spinning the turnstile for the cake decorating, you put it on a turnstile to decorate and I'm spinning it slowly as the notes are showing as Ava's playing happy birthday. And Barbara walked in and I think she just turned, she was in such shock. And the funny thing back with me not knowing uh, that it was saying happy birthday on this, the song was actually on the sugar, (laughs) the sugar, you're going to die for it. I don't think I told you this on the sugar paper is I put it on with Ava. She was too scared to touch it. So I did it because it's super fragile. And Michael, he's working. So he gets up and I'm like, you got to see this cake. It's so cool. He gets up. He's like, oh, it says happy birthday. But you have it backwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> good thing Michael plays piano and reads music. So we had to we had to fix that wow. and then fix the icing. I mean, I'm telling you, we do a lot of repair. <laughs> but that's the story of the musical happy birthday cake, which you can see a shortened video version of it, a teaser on Ava's YouTube. She doesn't have a a YouTube channel with her name on it. We're not quite there. She needs like 10,000 followers for that. But she does have a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and you search Whisk It With Flava, W-H-I-S-K-I-T, W-H-I-T, Flava is F as in Frank, L-A-V-A for Ava. And you will find all of her recipes that we have currently put up. We will get the rest up for you. 
I thank you, Barbara, for being here. I think we could talk on and on forever. We have a lot of memories. Like, Me too. I'm going to have to have you back. Yeah, okay. I think you're going to have to come back because we can talk about so many different things, the kids and beyond. I really appreciate you and I appreciate everybody for listening. This is Samara Hurley with Action East Alive and the CAM Project. And you saw an amazing friendship and the growth of our children. I hope we can be there to help all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Walker and Ava Hurley. All right. So this is Riptide by Vance Joy. One, two, three, four.
thing to Michelle Pfeiffer that you've ever seen. Oh, baby. so much Barbara Walker and CEO of Whisket with Flava, Ava Hurley, who is also the co-founder of the CAM project, Kid Action Makers. I'm getting looks from Ava for some reason. I think she heard her finger playing ukulele. So thank you so much for tuning in today to the CAM project podcast. We are so excited to bring you so much more of this. If you know anyone or if you think that you're a perfect guest for the CAM Project podcast. If it's a kid, Ava will interview you. If you are a baker, Ava will interview you. Otherwise, I can interview adults and experts and mentors and people who want to join together to make the CAM Project the biggest thing the world can see. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on CAMcast Kids, hosted by the CAM Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CAMcast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.